Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Soul Serum Podcast. I am your putter in the bag because she thinking I'm handsome host, Clay Bonin. I am joined by my I just leveled up bit by a spider co-host, Tanner Mavis. <laughs> and we are back on the Soul Serum Podcast, back on the show, back with another interview. But before we introduce our guest, I want to remind everybody, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, um, at Soul Serum, subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, TV page, main page, follow us on TikTok, join the Discord. Um, I know we uh, we also just uh, released a video with our, our good friend Elko. Um, you can also go check out the Elko interview if you want. But yep. yeah, we just dropped that for a Fall Apart. Really good song. Um, am I am I forgetting any other plugs? We need uh, Patreon. Oh yeah, motherfucker. Join the Patreon. Join the we Patreon. We just dropped a we dropped a, a, a vlog of us in DC with Jack Hayes. Um, no one's seen it besides our Patreon people. I it's haven't even seen it. Actually, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. It. It's really good. Um, yeah, if you're interested in that type of behind the scenes stuff and you want to know more and see more from us and just talk to us more, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. come join the gang. It's only one dollar or one dollar or five dollars. Yeah, one dollar is like the the base, or or five dollars in the cream of the crop. A thousand dollars. Yeah, you or a thousand dollars. John Buchanan with a bald head. Yeah. Which I'm still trying to. I'm still trying. If anybody trying to match funds with me, bro, I'm dead serious. I won't do it. <laughs> All right. Well, enough of that. Let's get into the interview. Um, Today on the show, we have a very special guest. He's one of my personal favorite up-and-coming artists out of the Kentucky, uh, Ohio, Indiana, tri-state area right now. Uh, He is the originator of the term, Big KY Shit. And his latest album, Kentucky Fried, is available to stream everywhere. Today on the show, we have our good friend Hayes from the KY. Welcome. Can we get a round of applause from the from the audience here? Yeah. Welcome to the show, my friend. How you feeling today? Um, honestly, a little anxious, but yeah. In like ten minutes, like, you're not even gonna. Yeah, know. you'll be in ten right, minutes. Bro. It'll be fun. Um, like I said, he just has a new a new tape that came out. Is it a tape? Is it an album project? Bro, I see like a lot of like projects that are released from artists that I like that I thought were albums, and then they like market them later as like mixtapes so yeah i don't fucking know bro like i feel like <laughs> a collection of songs no nah, i mean it's definitely like a body of work I, yeah. it's like you know i went into it like project minded it's just a project i don't yeah. want to call it an album yet because like i don't know like an album would be a little bit like bigger on scale i feel like yeah yeah bigger Big, bigger budget bigger yeah. bigger rollout bigger, bigger, roll out, like bigger moment yeah, yeah. for, for sure. you well like, before we get into anything about kentucky fried or music related um you are originally from campbellsville kentucky um central like dead ass like really bro, central central ass kentucky it's like literally the geographic center of kentucky yeah. or whatever some crazy shit like that. um that's dope I, will yeah. you how long did you live there and when you just give us a little bit about like what it was like growing up there bro like so i'm from the middle of nowhere like fucking bumfuck east of kentucky you know like so like i grew up in a super like super rural environment um grew up on like a fucking farm for the first like eight nine years of my life and then i moved that was in columbia which is like right adjacent to camelsville kentucky yeah moved to camelsville moved to like town and shit so like i don't know just like a very like honestly like like simple ass like small town experience yeah um 
It's quiet. Yeah, it's quiet. Like quiet. I don't know. Like I was doing some crazy shit. It like you know started in like thirteen, fourteen. But did you do you did you feel like an outcast at all when you were living there? A little or? bit of both. Like I was I was popular, but like I don't know. I was like on some other shit. By the time I turned like. 12 13 14 like i just started making music and like i feel like nobody really they didn't get it like it was appreciated a little bit like later on like in my like high school years but like nah like i got like i remember i did this video when i was like 14 did a whole music video shot it on my iphone made it Mm -hmm. like iMovie yep put it out and bro like everybody my age that was like 13 14 was like holy shit this is cool as fuck but like all the upperclassmen, like I got hell for that, bro. And it got like twenty thousand vi- like views on YouTube in like Damn. three weeks, bro. And Damn. I like got scared and took it down. Damn. What? Yeah, because it was like eighty percent dislikes from like oh. you, you know what I'm saying? And like, and it was like I literally see, like that corny ass like uh, Jack Harlow thing that like resurfaced. Where yeah. it's like it's like it's so like corny. It's fire looking back now, but at, yeah. like at the time, like bro, I just. That was crazy to when when Jack uploaded that video because like two of my really good like childhood friends are like in that little snippet and it's funny to think like oh my god Kendrick Lamar saw my friend Pogo like <laughs> dancing with Jack Harlow just like <laughs> super weird. Um, do you ever do you go back to Campbellsville often? Do you still have like family and friends there? No, actually, my um, so it's weird. Like my mom was like originally from Campbellsville and like would always take me over there like when I was really young to like during the summer for like 4th of July and she ended up like like I said I lived in Columbia until I was like 8 or 9 and then mm. moved to Campbellsville so she brought us back there and she was like really the only family member that I had like I didn't have like my grandmother lived elsewhere and then like mm-hmm. all my family lived in Louisville Okay. so like she eventually moved out like 2 years ago from Campbellsville so like I don't even you don't I have, have like, like any ties not for real really. back there yeah hmm. Uh, you you talked about it a little bit, um, but uh, this being as this is like at least as far as what I could find, this is like your first interview or at least like like first long form interview. Yeah. Uh, I I want to go back to where the music started. How did you get into it, and what made you like really fall in love with with music? So, bro, like from the jump, I remember like being like. Like I said, I lived in the middle of nowhere, and for, like, fun, I would just, like, walk through the fucking woods, like, just bored <laughs> as hell, just, like, skipping rocks and shit. And I would, like, sing these songs and, like, hum songs and shit and, like, imagine, like, album covers. Yeah. And, like, to me, I had this, like, whole band in my mind and shit. I'm, like, five at this time doing yeah. this. Then I started to, like, record myself, like, I wrote, like, poetry and then would, like, kind of, like, start singing it and shit and, like, on a little, like, video camera to, like, hear myself. Yeah. This is, like, eight or nine. And then, like, I don't know, I, like, started doing, like, little, like, funny, like, parody raps and shit for, like, the classroom and stuff for, mm-hmm. like, school projects and shit. And, like, at, like, 12, and then, like, I hit 14, and I just went on this fucking mission to get, like, I know I needed a Mac because they had uh, uh, Garage Band. Garage Band, bro, uh-huh. and it was, like, user-friendly, and I needed a mic. And I, like, started mowing yards and like saved Hell up yeah. enough money. My mom got me like this little like student teacher discount or whatever at the Mac Hell store. Yeah. Saved up like a thousand fucking dollars and like a lot of it was like Christmas money and birthday money throughout the years. Yeah. Bought it, started making music at like fourteen. And like I sucked. You know what I'm saying? That's what I said like <laughs> earlier. I was like posted this video, like nobody liked the music, but it was like, you know, 
it was just fun as fuck to me. Yeah. I don't know. And, uh, but yeah, that's really like, that's the origin story. Yeah. Least. Well, that seems that that's just like a really common story with people on this, uh, like that we interview is like a lot of the times it starts off as like, for lack of a better term, kind of like a goofy thing. You know, you're doing it to like make people laugh or, or doing it for like school projects and stuff. Yeah, and but then there's still passion behind it. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? Definitely. Like, the, doing the parody style that you still like you still love it enough to like make it like yeah. actually make the music like whether it's a joke or not yeah and then once once you're like wow i actually do have a passion for this and you kind of take it seriously for sure so i'm not taking sure. it as a joke <laughs> yeah, facts. um so before one last question before we get into kentucky fried you are now currently living in louisville 502 stand up go carts yes, um how, how long have you lived in louisville now Bro, not even a year yet. Really? Really? Yeah, yeah. Damn. Shit's crazy. Were you bro. just, were you like frequenting, like going to Louisville a lot and then just finally moved there? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah, like come okay. like, I met uh, Francis Tomasovich, shout out him. And, uh, hey, shout out Louisville legend. legend for bro, sure. for real, like, like I've been peeping that man's work since like 2011, 2012. Come on the show. Uh, I'm going to just call you free. Who is this guy? Uh, well, I don't know, like, and Dominique Dillard. Yes, one yeah, night. him Shout too. Him. Um, no, Frank is like this guy who has just always been involved in, in my in my like mind, my perception of him. He's always been involved in like fashion, streetwear, music, like in in Louisville for like as long as I can remember, as long as I can like like remember paying attention to stuff like mm. that so since like 2012 or something like I, he's just always been involved he's just kind of like a if you know you know guy yeah. in louisville okay. um cool. but you were visiting him a lot though and then i met i met uh frank down in like nashville in like early 2019 and like if you know frank like he's like open arms to anybody that like mm -hmm. I don't know, like, a lot of people try to gatekeep, but, like, Frank really, like, connects dots. And, like, I just met him, and I was like, bro, like, finally somebody from Kentucky that's, like, do like they understand, you know, and they're actually doing it and, like, yeah. on a, you know, a higher level. And uh, I don't know, I just had a gut feeling. It was crazy, though, like, my friend Nate Sims, I was hanging out with him in Nashville, like, for years, probably, like, 2016 onwards, and he was always telling me about, like, his friends in Louisville. I just didn't know who he was talking about. And, mm -hmm. um... And then, like, he hit me up one night. was like, yo, I'm having this pop-up. It was for Know Nothing, which yep. is his brand. Ja Frank's Jack brand. Harlow wears a lot of Know Nothings in, like, his video. Uh, his SNL performance, I think he was wearing oh, Know shit. Nothings. Yeah. That's cool. That's Frank's brand, but yeah. go on, though. So they were having a pop-up for Know Nothing at my friend Nate Sims' house in Nashville, where I lived at the time. And I just pulled up, and, uh, yeah, the rest is history. I yeah. just started hanging out with them, pulling up at, like, Dom's events. Dominique Diller, like I said. Mm -hmm. Dom D is his artist name. Um mm -hmm. He DJs and shit, so I was just like coming to Louisville, um, and just I was like, bro, this is the spot. Yeah, I started having more fun, like I said, than like, bro, I had more fun and like one weekend, like the most fun I've had in my entire life in Louisville around like twenty, like the New Year's weekend, and I was like, mm -hmm. bro, I'm moving to Louisville, like fuck, fuck it. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's honestly, I I love to hear that, especially going like. Like, you went to Nashville, which is this, like, bigger city. It's got, like, the music industry. It's got all this, like, history and culture around it. But you, like, came, had to come back to Kentucky, though. And to, that is Kentucky Fried, bro. That like, is Kentucky that's Fried. That's what that is. And yeah. that is a really great segue, because I want to talk to you about the album. The, excuse me, the project, that is. Um, but it, 
before you released Kentucky Fried, it's been like almost two, two full years since your last full project that you released. But you've obviously been releasing singles and, and one-offs uh, like in between. But d- talk to us a little bit about why there was like such a gap from your last project to, to Kentucky Fried. Um, that's a great fucking question. Uh, <laughs> multiple reasons. Honestly, like I was going to roll out Kentucky Fried like late last year, and I just like I don't know. I make a lot of decisions about that sh- that type of stuff myself. I don't really have like I didn't have management to that point, mm. and I was like I just couldn't make a decision. I was like, what is a good time to release it? And I could never call it finished. You know what I'm saying? Like, I knew I wanted this, like, super project almost. Like, I wanted to go, like, make 50 songs for this project at least and then cut it down to, like, the best ones. So, mm-hmm. I, like, I knew that, like, Kentucky Fried needed to be, like, more of an experience for myself and, like, just kind of, like, go with the flow and make whatever for, like, kind of an extended period of time. I knew I wanted to take at least, like, a year to work on it. But, like I said, the rollout got slowed down and then I ended up releasing it, like, you know, March of this year. So yeah, I definitely wish I would have like, sometimes I wish it would have been like six months earlier, but I don't know. It yeah. is what it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can go back and forth on that decision all you want, but, um, you know, until, un- until you release it, you'll never really know. Definitely. Um, so as far as the, the project is a full body of work. So for me personally, listening to Kentucky fried it, yeah, I want to talk about like the the theme of it. Um, it, it. It Kentucky Fried to me as a whole feels like one of these like long summer days where you and the homies are all hanging. You go to the party, talk to some girls, maybe maybe see an ex girl there or something, and then you drive home and, and hang out on the porch. Um, it's kind of, well, this is really kind of like a roundabout way of me saying that I feel like the project is about living life in the moment and enjoying it and knowing your decisions might affect the future, but kind of not caring. Just not giving a fuck. <laughs> so is that accurate or am I leaning too far into the analysis? Bro, here? that's what the project ended up. That's like the experience. That's what it became. Um, and like I said, I knew that like Kentucky fried to me was just going to be like, whatever happened when I moved back to Kentucky, I was like, mm-hmm. whatever comes out, comes out. And I, as long as it's like cohesive sonically, like, you know, that, that's the theme in itself is just yeah. like capturing, you know, moving back to Kentucky and whatever that brings. So, yeah, it's it, it ended up being a lot more fun of a project than I thought it would be. Yeah. But at the same time, I knew I wanted to make like fun music and, you know, shit well, like that. I, I think you, you toe the line of making fun songs on this that are like really enjoyable and really entertaining but you still are being vulnerable and like letting us in on your kind of like personal emotions on this album did you do that like purposefully or is that just kind of how it organically happened when you started recording i think it's just how it happens like there's times where i'm like writing shit i'm like this is shallow as fuck like you know scratch it you know Mm -hmm. so it's like i don't know there's literally times like I'm glad you asked this. There's times that I'm at like a party and I'm like looking in the mirror in the bathroom for like 15 seconds. I'm like, damn, like I'm thinking about some real ass shit. And then I'm out on the dance floor again after that, like blacked out or something, you know? So like, there's always like, I hate when people compartmentalize like music and life experiences like that. It's like, bro, it's all one and the same. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. People say that like certain music just has no substance and maybe it does, but it's like, you can find meaning in like everything. So Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Um, no, that's a, I, I like that you said that. Like, 
like even like the the uh like the the yeah rappers the a rappers of the world even like what did Lil Uzi say that one time he was like I'm gonna make a whole song called yeah yeah it is gonna be fire or maybe Lil Yachty said that it's like even if there isn't quote unquote like substance to it it still has a meaning it yeah. still has There's a still purpose. a feeling yeah yeah still a feeling yeah. exactly you know? exactly which is a meaning exactly. <laughs> which is a meaning um so going into Kentucky Fried you also were conscious of making it sound sonically cohesive as well. Yeah. Cause I think you really, you really nailed it. it. Even from like something like your, your beat selection on Kentucky fried, I think it all like makes sense together in the, in the style of beats that you chose. Were you, were you working with like specific producers or were you just finding or getting beats sent to you that just happened to all work out like that um i like handpicked all that stuff out so like i work primarily with joe dirt um he works with big baby gucci they're signed to like better temperatures together nice, um nice. actually i think joe signed to him but uh yeah he he lived down in nashville he recently just moved away but i worked on like pretty much the entire album with him he mixed and mastered the entire thing and produced probably like six out of 12 songs so that like that you know contributes to like the cohesiveness of like you know the majority of the project, and yeah. then a couple of those beats are by um, Fish. He also works with uh, yeah, yeah. Joe a lot. I think yeah, they, Ro- Rocco works with Fish yeah. a lot. Like yeah, they, they collab on beats and shit. That's gotcha. so. Weird. That's the second time Fish, the producer, has been shouted out on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah shout out Fish. I don't know him, but um, I've talked to him and shit a little bit. But yeah, yeah. So uh, he produced Kentucky Fried and Twin Pack, which are like Twin Pack's low key, like one of my favorite ones off the album, and it seems to be. Everybody else's too. So. I, all right. Well, let, you know, I have this question. Let's just go ahead and get right into it. What is your favorite song off the tape? Because Tanner and I both really like the project, but we both have different favorite songs. Mm-hmm. My personal favorite is Twin Pack. I, like that Friday when it dropped and as soon as that beat came on, I was like in my car and I was just like, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah that beat I was like, no, I was yeah. like, this is literally the one. That's probably, right my, yeah, that's probably my second favorite song. It's crazy. Word, yeah. um, and I also just love the the like bounce that you have in your flow on that on that track too. It, it's just that that song is really infectious. I really, really enjoy it. Um, but what's your favorite? Well, I'm sorry, Tanner, what's your favorite Knight song Rider. off there? Yeah. Knight Rider, I got to imagine. Is I don't know. Your flow is just fucking hard on there. And like, I don't know. Like the song Knight Rider, it has like a feel, like a nighttime feel to it like, mm-hmm. at night. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, like you were talking about like Spider-Man and shit. It kind of feels like a fucking song that like a kentucky spot kentucky boy <laughs> spider-man would like ride out to at night bro it's fire it's sick and then like you were talking That's about exactly like e- like like elevating like or david blaine or some shit like yeah. that i was like bro i love david blaine like david yeah. blaine's my fucking guy like so what what's your favorite song off the off the project though what do you like i like twin pack but i like super freak bro like yeah, super mm, freak's fire too. Yeah, that song was so fun to make and like still listen to it i like get so hyped to that yeah i don't know that was like the apex of like my summer experience in louisville i was just fucking living i don't know (laughs) just doing it do so like all of these songs i guess are are inspired by this like lifestyle that louisville has brought to you right a lot of you say a lot of it is like is it 
so all of this all of this material is like fresh then in that case or are you are you really like referring to the past at all in any of this a lot of it i am and like i don't know i don't want to get into it necessarily but it's so funny when like certain people think that like lyrics about are about them or like this and that and it's like you have no idea like i could be talking about and am talking about multiple moments intertwined in like one it seems like a cohesive song but it's like you know you got to draw from like a lot of different experiences to really like you know make music sometimes so but yeah to answer that uh like i I started recording like kentucky fried the song which is like the last song on there Mm -hmm. was made in like 2019 so i I, like i said my mom moved away from camelsville in 2019 and as she was selling the house I went back, took my studio equipment, and recorded in the very place I started making music at one last time That's and made Kentucky Fried. And I was like, damn, like this is a whole thing. I was like, maybe I need to move back here if I'm like this upset. Not to Camelsville, but like, you know, back to Kentucky. So that was the first song. And then I made like two more songs that are on there, like right around like the mansion party on New Year's mm-hmm. in like 2019 going into 2020. Yeah. And then like most of what you hear after that is like, you know, it was made like in Louisville and shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. That's the first time I think I ever met you in real life was at that Jack Harlow party. Like I've, ta- I've yeah. talked to you like on the internet and shit. Yeah. Because I found you through Blazzy. Mm-hmm. He's a graphic designer, lives in LA. Um, he actually made a Soul Serum logo for us that never came out because... It, it wasn't the vision that we had for uh, it yeah. it was cool like if, if you know who blasey is like he's he goes crazy with like yeah. designing yeah, and shit but goat. he Shout created a cover art for him and i saw it from his name Hayes from the ky and i saw blasey like either like retweeted or something yeah and i was like who the fuck is this and that was, this was when we were blogging mm-hmm. i was like who the fuck is this and i listened to it it's like oh shit this is pretty fire and i like reached out i yeah. wrote up about him yeah, yeah, and that's kind of how we develop our relationship from there. And then I saw him at the Jack Harlow party. Yeah. Shout out to the blog days, by the way. That's yeah, fire. Yeah, if um, you know, you know. No, that that's actually that's really special. I want to talk about that moment that you just brought up about like recording in like this basically this empty house where you first started making your music. That's a that's a pretty emotional like yeah. like intense moment right yeah. there. Did you? Could you feel that? Did you you knew in that moment you were like, all right, this there's something happening here. There's something special that I need to take advantage of. Hell yeah! I mean, I drove up all the way from Nashville at the time just to do that, like on some weird shit, just to like set up. Because I, I mean, I had the setup. I could have recorded anywhere, but I was right. like, nah, like this is it, and like it meant something to like be there one last time, anyway. So, and like there was no furniture in the house. It was like empty as fuck. So. Very surreal experience. Damn, um, that's that's a that's that's the vibe. That is really yeah. It's like cool. a cl- closing of the door. Yeah, exactly. And, and the whole place is like empty. Remind me of like that Will S- when Will Smith was in the uh, Fresh Prince. Fresh Fresh Prince. And yeah, oh like the empty God, room. Bro. You know, yeah. like the same type shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. same vibe. Such a moment. Um, all right, the, the last note that I have about Kentucky Fried before we talk about some other stuff um, is is this. And I've expressed this to Tanner before, but like whatever the Kentucky sound is in this hip hop space, I, I think you have it. It's this kind of like southern draw mixed with like the bouncy flow. I think Jack Harlow does it a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, are you are you like conscious or aware of sounding uh, like a sounding like Kentucky? Like I mean, I know that it's like in your name, Hayes from the KY, but like. 
Well, I say I say that because of this. Like, you don't have to rep where you're from. There are plenty no. of artists who like don't care, or like you would never know where they're from. But it's like it's important. It's essential in your music that we know that you are a Kentuckian. So is that something that you are aware of when you're making this project or making music in general? Like with Kentucky Fraud, I definitely took the initiative um, to like really showcase Kentucky culture like intentionally, you know, Mm -hmm. and I was like really thinking about like what are the landmarks and like what means means the most to me about Kentucky culture. So like that definitely was thought out. Eventually it just kind of became like in my subconscious. But like, Bro, from a young age, I remember being, like, 17 and just getting this, like, whole image of, like, myself as an artist and, like, putting everything together, like, being very, like, I don't know. I just didn't see another example of it, of, like, anybody that was doing this. And I was like, bro, I can be a Kentucky boy and literally just, like, make music about life and, like, it still be, like, organic music and Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be, like, you know what I'm saying? I don't have to be this, like, fit this, like, puzzle piece of, like, what you think a modern, like, like, rapper or, like, artist Mm -hmm. has to be. So, like... Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like, I like to think it's natural. I don't really, I mean, I definitely like have, when I'm like going through beats, I'm like, oh, this is it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, yeah. Well, um, and, and I mean, like, I'm not, you know, when I say that, I'm not saying that you have to be a Kentucky artist or anything. Because I think your music still like, like has a, a, a an accessibility and like a, a reachability about it. But like, it's just something like for people like us who are from Kentucky and yeah. like know what it feels like and and know the state like i think it's like you hear it in your music and i I just think it's really impressive honestly that you can do that um so we brought him up a little bit earlier kind of talking a little bit more about frank and dom and all those guys like it seems to be like you have a really good team of of people around you to to like help you succeed in your artistry um how important is that? Well, first of all, how did that circle come about? I know you talked about meeting Frank at the pop-up. Um, how did that circle come about, and how important is it to have that circle when you're an artist? Yeah, with that being said, like, don't let me downplay, like, that, the importance of that, that circle and, like, that, you know, home base about Louisville, because it's not just about the fun. Like, that's, that's, that's the main reason I truly moved back is because, like, like I said, when I met Frank, I was like, bro, this man is on the same page. Like, he gets it. Like, I have to surround myself with these types of individuals. Yep. And I was trying to do that anyways, like, in Nashville, but nobody got it, bro. Like, they just, I feel like I didn't get the respect that comes from, like, also being a Kentucky creative, knowing another Kentucky creative. Like, there just wasn't that, like, common mm-hmm. thing to bond through. Um, I don't really remember the original question exactly, but <laughs> no. how, I, but I basically like I met like I said I met Frank and Dom at Nate Sims' house at that pop up and bro they just kind of welcomed me in with open arms bro I just remember like hopping on like a song with Dom immediately he called me and shit we were just like FaceTiming all the time and I would just go to like Frank's house and just like start staying there for like the weekend and shit and like mm-hmm. I don't know just kicking it. So, but like, how important is it for them to to be there for you to help you succeed as an artist? Like, what are they doing to help you be like the artist that you want to be? You know, Frank brings a lot to life for me. Um, I'll go to him with like an idea, and I'm like, "Yo, I need this shot. Or we need to do this, blah blah blah." And like, you know, he makes it happen. Uh, I definitely have to put forth, you know, a lot of like creative direction as well. But that's the mm-hmm. fun part about collabing. Um, yeah, and he's like open to do that. So. Yeah, I don't know. Frank's just a fucking powerhouse, bro. The man can do, like, anything. Um, yeah. 
as far as like you know creative stuff goes so yeah. like he helped shoot um the land before time video that i put out mm-hmm. he did like the front and back cover art for my my album shot that so yeah yeah i don't know like it's very important to have people on your team that can like bring it to life yeah um and like you know understand the direction so. definitely i think i think that's the important part though is that he understands what you want you know what i yeah. mean because like two insanely intelligent creative people can like try and work together all they want but if they don't understand each other's vision then it's just going to be like mm-hmm. two really smart people butting heads exactly. being able to have this like push and pull and, and understanding of each other is is massively important um, which actually I think is a, is a great example of why soul serum works very well. Everybody has a different, like for lack of a better term vibe or even yeah. skill set about them. And we all kind of like stack yeah. together to make one thing. We all, underst- we all understand what the vision is and what we're trying to do. Yeah. yeah. You know, and we all add our, add what you just said in different ways. Yeah. And, and bottom line, we just, we like being around each other. So it makes it easy. True, man. You know? That is that is just like some that's something that we also find out on the show all the time. And even like you talking about Frank right now, it's like like if you don't enjoy being around somebody, like yeah. then there's just like no A lot of creativity. like all the most of your creativity just comes from like Chemistry. Chemistry yeah, like yeah. chemistry. Yeah. Just being around being around your homies and like Yeah. Like you're way more creative that way, I feel like. Definitely. If you don't have chemistry. Yeah, no, we have fun. For being sure. able it's almost like having like a, a safe space to create you know yeah. what i mean that's definitely what soul serum is yeah like, like i don't know it's just like an open environment like it's not really like not very it's like not like strict like a job would be mm-hmm. but, but it's mm-hmm. like you have your role yeah and yeah. you're free to fulfill it in your own way mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. as long as you do it you know <laughs> that's the fucking key you gotta do it okay uh I gotta ask, why do you love Spider Man so much? Like, I, I am, why does I he am like fucking Spider Man? I, I understand he's about? like a dope superhero and everything, but like, I, I would, I may even go as far to say that you have an obsession yeah, with Spider Man. I am obsessed with Spider Man. So, um, who's, but like, who's the best? Why? Who's the best Spider Man? Like, why? Wait, what? Who's oh, the yeah. best Spider Man? Um, bro, like looking back, say the right answer, bro. Like Tom Holland is killing it, yeah. but I don't know. Like Tom Holland's like. That's like Disney's own thing, I feel like. They're yeah. kind of like, but it's fun to watch. But I don't know, bro. There is no best version. Like, I, the Andrew Garfield is trash. Definitely not him. Bro, I liked <laughs> Andrew Garfield. Mm, For no. real? You didn't like him? Dude, that movie sucked, bro. Like, that movie is, bro. That movie is terrible. For real? Like, Damn. Hey, both we, of those movies fucking suck. Like, I will not rewatch them at all. Damn, unless they're in 3D. I actually fucked with Shoot! Andrew Garfield. I think I'm, nah. I, th- I guess I'm the only one. Dude. Bro. I Overall, the best Spider-Man movie is Into the Spider-Verse. But as far Ooh, as like... Ooh, good call. Think, good bro, if call, I was stuck on an island bro. with like one movie, I would yeah, pick that, that movie. Shit, that shit was crazy Into when I watched it. Into the Spider-Verse, bro. Oh my God. I forgot The animation that, is just nuts. Bro. I forgot that that was like... Te- like tech like when i was thinking of all the spider-man movies like i was not thinking of into the spider-verse but obviously it is yeah that uh, shit was really one of cool. the movies god damn that was so good what's his name um, miles morales yeah, yeah. as far as far as yeah. the the real uh yeah there goes the, there goes the gang right there uh, as far as like the live action ones though i'm a i'm i'm a 
Tobey Maguire stand. Yeah, though. he kills it. I mean, the, yeah. the second one, the second Spider-Man, because they move away a little bit from being like a superhero superhero movie, and you get into like the emotions of it yeah. a little bit, a little bit more of like the personal side. I, yeah. I, I really the character really growth that. of Tobey Maguire was really sick to see mm-hmm. from the beginning. Before, yeah, but from the first movie to the to the, the end, because Spider Man started to get more popular in the city, and like he was like really growing, got a lot of clout. Yeah, yeah, kind of like yeah, he turns into like the Venom Spider Man, yeah, He's, like, yeah, cocky as hell. Yeah, yeah, bro. Like honestly, like moments like that, and just seeing like there, there's just so much personality and like relatability to Spider Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like bro, honestly, what it is, it's like the whole like I feel like he didn't really choose, and this is probably corny as hell, but he didn't choose to have his superpowers, like, but he has to deal with that. And like a lot of times he just wants to be a normal person, but he can. He has to go and save the city. Yeah. So like I feel like Spider Man like that because it's like, bro, I wake up sometimes and I don't wanna even like get dressed to like be fly. I just wanna just throw on I don't even care what I'm wearing. I don't even wanna make music. I'm just like, who gives a fuck? You yeah. know, like I just wanna live, like and but I'm like nah, I gotta like pursue this. And there's like you know the whole existential crisis and shit. So yep. yeah, I don't know. That's why I like ultimately relate to Spider Man. That's a re- I feel like know. all creatives kind of have those moments. Yeah, yeah. like uh, it was it like uh, like you said exist- existential crisis, but I'm thinking mm-hmm. of like another term for it. Um, you talking about the imposter syndrome? Imponder- yeah, imposter well, it's kind of like the opposite like of that. that. It's like when I'm like, Wait, I know. Wait, one of you all person. explain to me what's the imposter syndrome? Yeah, impo- imposter syndrome is like you have this like this moment where you're just like, like I feel like I'm a fraud. Like, like I'm oh, like why okay. why like okay. like why? I'm not I'm not supposed to be doing this. Yeah. Like yeah. like I like I'm not who I think I am in my okay. head. So you like, know what v- I mean, it's gotcha. like very few people came out like you know not everybody obviously is Michael Jackson. It was like a fucking star like that was like a musician from a young age. So a lot of us, like we've kind of had to like shed certain layers and like really like reform ourselves to become who we are now. And it's like, when you do that for so long and then you look back, like there's just moments where you're like, fuck, I don't, was it, am I faking this? You know what I'm saying? Even though it's really what you want to do. It's just like, I don't know. It's a, I feel you bro. That's honestly something I've never really considered as like, like musical artists, like, like the, you, because like you know, there's a perception and there's an image to you as an artist, no matter how big or how small an artist might be. But like yeah. you're putting out an image or like Straight a up. brand, right? And it's like at what at what point? Like I think I like okay, like we all know who Kanye West is and we all know all this like crazy shit about him. But like, was Kanye West like at his crib exactly. on a Tuesday at eleven thirty in the morning? Like what? Like. I, I don't know who that is, and no. I'm sure that that is probably a really hard struggle for people to, like, just be themselves after you've, like, put an image out. For, yeah. That's why it's so, so important long. to be authentic, man. Like, for sure. True. But even like, that, if, like, there's so many different layers to yourself, and just because you're, like, portraying this one, like, very real part of yourself, you might not feel like that every day. Yeah, and, like, yeah. But I said, I need to take back what I said earlier. I said there's some days where I feel like I don't even want to make music. It's not that. It's just, like, you just get tired of, like, sometimes, like, exploiting it and then, like, all the shit, like, keeping up with the image and, like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. I mean, it gets draining when you're just giving yourself to the world, like, all the time. That's what mm-hmm. you, that's what, literally what an artist is. It's, like, you're just giving yourself to, for other people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For their judgment and their perception. 
for and them w- to consume. Yeah, or and and especially like an artist on your level when like you probably haven't seen like the greatest amount of like return that you probably will want to have as an yeah, artist, and you exactly. see all these other artists and like you know getting to like significantly higher levels. Yeah. yeah. For sure. But it is something to be said, though, that you've been making music since you were 14 and you've wanted to make music before even that. Like, I would say that's a pretty authentic, pretty genuine, like, desire that you have. Well, it's not just, it's not really the music, like I said. That's why I took back saying that. It's more like just like the lifestyle and shit. Cause it's like, bro, we all wanna have fun. We all wanna be like, you know, Mm -hmm. certain types of characters and shit. Well, not all of us, but, you know, it's like, like you said, it's just a lot of upkeep, and it's like you can't wake up every day. Like you can keep creating those moments and shit, but it's it just drains you, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, well, it's th- a lot. That goes back to what we were talking about, like before we started recording and everything. It's like a lot of times, you know, creativity comes like from the spur of the moment, energy, the vibe, right there in that second. And how do you keep recreating that? You know, like that is so. That is like I mean like that's something that's obviously tortured artists not just music I mean artists yeah. in mm-hmm. general for yeah I mean ever. I think I think that's the part of the reason why like when artists like do blow up and get signed like they have all this shit going on as an artist like being a big label artist and like they lose that like those moments to where you're just ha- like having a normal like human experience like, yes, we were yeah. just talking about it like like having those normal human experiences is like very key to like build into those types of moments as an artist. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't know. I feel like that's that's part of the reason why some like bigger artists kind of like fall off when they get really big is because they have so much like not normal shit going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I don't know that they lose they lose that sauce that they had when that raw creativity when yeah. Hell, yeah. you're just doing like normal people shit. You know. Yeah, you see those moments in people's careers where it's like, damn, this is original. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. You're progressing. Oh, fuck, this is like yeah. played out. You yeah, know, it yeah. happens like almost at like a yeah, tipping point. Like pretty you quick. Know? And, and, and that's what I mean. Like at that point, it's usually when people get signed and they get Facts. hella money. They get yeah. so much shit. Yeah. And it's like the like the rawness and authenticness kind of gets lost. Yeah. Not everybody. Yeah. Not everybody. Not everybody. Spe- the special artists know how to keep creating those as they get bigger and get more money but this is we've seen it you know but also like another element of this conversation is that like we would be talking about this completely differently in uh like 2002 like if there was like no internet to yeah i mean there was obviously there's internet in 2002 but there wasn't like social media like there is now where like you can like anybody can be whatever they want online like so i I feel like that has to come that that has to be like a source of a lot of the fatigue is like is like literally like the literal images that you are putting out into the world you know what i mean definitely yeah social media gets draining for anybody i feel like they don't even realize it sometimes oh yeah Um, definitely yeah people should definitely like consider managing that i Um, wish i wish i could make instagram unbrainwash me so fucking, sure. bro, I'm so fucking brainwashed. Like, I'm just like opening my phone and like instinctually going. Yeah, to the bro. Instagram it's app, all and, I, and it just makes me want to fucking like, 
You gotta, you gotta like learn how to debug that shit for real. It's literally like it's literally just like a brain loop, bro. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say you gotta have to like you have to like take yourself. Yeah, you have to like consciously like take yourself out of it and just like look at yourself from like third person, but like bro, like look at you, like closing it out, reopening. Look what you're doing. What the fuck am I actually doing right now? Yo, if I ever see Mark Zuckerberg in real life, I'm a beat your ass, Mark Zuckerberg. You won't see him in real life. No, you're dead right. Floating on a fucking platform he right now, fucking right he's on his private island that he bought from fucking hawaii or whatever facts dude what you know okay so we were it's like talking about like <laughs> we were talking about like artists having to like put up this image in this brand like can you imagine what mark zuckerberg's day-to-day life is after being outed as like uh as like this fucking this I don't even know how to describe him. I guess like as a villain, like he's been painted as a villain now after all like Super Facebook villain. selling uh, information and shit. Like, like what does he do day to day, bro? He sits in like a white room with no art and he eats like <laughs> tasteless food. And he's like, that was good. Thank you. And then somebody like comes around like a butler, like wipes his mouth. And then he like, it's just, sits there and i don't know that's probably nothing bro that's probably accurate his soul has been sucked from his yeah. body yeah bro those pictures like when he was like at trial of him sitting there he just bro. he just looks like he looks like a robot bro tracks. granted like you really don't want to express too many emotions on trial you kind of yeah do. You true be, like, true you don't there, like that's yeah a good point but <laughs> reacted to things yeah, that judges you got you're like oh what the oh what the f- yeah right like, <laughs> bro i didn't even say that like, bro you don't even know <laughs> i just watched some of the i don't want to get into this really but that Derek chauvin fucking trial uh, yeah. and i saw like the paramedic was on trial and he just seemed so like you know it was like he was he knew not to just outburst anything it was just like yes or no like yeah no man that's a that's a fucking that would be a tough trial to be on like for multiple reasons obviously (sighs) but like knowing that like the majority of this country is watching that whether they're cheering for one side or the other like just knowing that there are that many eyes on yeah, that yeah. trial and meanwhile you're just a fucking paramedic exactly who just like happened to choose this job you yeah. may not even wanted to be the and paramedic the, and, the, and the jurors too bro like people that get jury duty for that it's just right. like by bro, chance yeah. <laughs> it's your right. time did you have you all ever watched anything about the oj simpson trial like, you all i watched really? bro i watched the shit on netflix the, 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 the like the fx show with cuba gooding jr yeah in it. Yo. that shit was fucking fire so good so good right fire One thing but you bring up that point about the jury though like like those people did not want to have to decide no they, they didn't want it's to. oj simpson bro they were like he's like this great fucking iconic football legend and it's like you're like okay sit on this chair and tell me if he killed this person or not like it just like what a fucking insane you know what i like about that show is that they did a really good job of capturing like you know, I wasn't alive at that time, so like yeah, they it made, did me, a, it made me feel like it was real. They did a good job of capturing like, like what today. a cultural like moment that yeah. was in America. Exactly. And if you talk to people who were alive during then, they were like, "Yeah, bro, the world stopped." Like we were all watching it. Somebody told me that they were like in elementary school at that time, and like the teacher like wheeled in the TV cart for like the OJ verdict, bro. It's like that. It was like Damn. serious, like that. 
Shout out, uh, no, not shout, yeah, shout out. Shout out OJ Simpson. Simpson. No, no, and I that can, Bronco. I, can, <laughs> I will shout out Ford Broncos. I will not shout out OJ Simpson. I've heard the new Broncos kind of suck, though. Oh, do they? Maybe bro, I shouldn't say that. They or look I cool. Check one day. They fu- hey, Ford, if you want to holler at us, bro. Now nah, we've already talked. This this is a Honda show. This is a Honda. I'm a Chevy boy. Right we all got, we all like got the Honda Accord. John, yeah. and Cl- John and Clay got the same exact car. Bro, He's shout out ass. the Honda Accord, though. Straight shout up. out to the Honda Accord, bro. And all of my... Uh, fr- Dude, the new Bronco looks fucking sick. Bro, it's oh kind of cool. Oh, my God. Uh, and all of my uh, shitty freestyles, I-, I rhyme Honda Accord with cannot afford. Mm. It's just been a... Yeah, bro. Hey, nice. you- take that line if you want, bro. If, uh- oh, I forget it. <laughs> um well, is there? Let's let's wrap this up here. Um, what what's next for you? What how are you tackling the rest of twenty twenty one and into twenty twenty two? So I, I I do have like another project in mind, and it's kind Ooh. of a follow up to Kentucky Fry, but like way different thematically. And um, super excited. The music is like progressing. It's like should I say what type of music it is? I mean, like it's it's. I want to make like it's up to you. No, nah, I'm not gonna put it out there. It's it's definitely like a lot of more like it's more fun music, you know, fucking hits, bro. I'm trying to make, I'm trying to hit top forty, bro. Like I'm yeah. trying to, I want to go number one. I really want to make like mainstream ass, like that's a big umbrella, but just bro, fucking hits, dog. Like I said, but yeah. anyway, so I'm working on a project. Um, I think I'm gonna roll out a couple more music videos to cap Kentucky Fried off. Yeah. Um. A lot of Kentucky Fried merch on the way. I'm super excited mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, got crazy, actually, like a lot of ideas for merch that I want to continue to roll out for Kentucky Fried for a while. So I'm mostly excited about that. Um, yeah, so after I, you know, cap that off with Kentucky Fried, bro, just this next project. So Damn. I don't want to. Um, that's exciting, though. Yeah, yeah. Excited. Are you going to try and release it this year or are you? You just playing Probably it by so. ear, right? Yeah, now. man. Like I think it's time to keep it rolling. I think people are like starting to catch on a little bit, and like yeah. I'm, you know, really enjoy this last project. So yeah, I mean, it's I, I, it's interesting because I feel like you have like your Spotify page is like kind of long. Like you have a good deal of music, but like I think you're right though. I think people are starting to like catch on. So yeah, yeah, let's fucking keep it rolling. Yes, um, well, is there anything else you want to talk about that we haven't covered? We all good. I think that's pretty comprehensive. It's, um, it seems pretty comprehensive. I so think. far, yeah, we've tackled yeah. a lot. Yeah, it's pretty well laid out. Well, with all of that being said, I want to remind everybody to follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on YouTube, main page, podcast page, join the Discord, follow us on TikTok, join the Patreon. We got a lot of shit going on. Okay, yeah. and I need y'all to all be a part of it. Um, More videos on the way. Yeah, are are you are you at Hayes from the KY on everything? Everything. Everything. Even Gmail. Even. <laughs> Send me an email. <laughs> holler at me on Gmail if you love me. Bro, ho- holler at me on That's the far, on the Google Chats. You feel me? Uh, yeah. You'll never, you'll never have an issue with another artist trying to take your name. Probably Hayes from not. The, Hayes from the KY. <laughs> even though I have seen like. It was so weird because I thought I like made that up. Like people don't even say like the KY like from the KY, and then I saw like the skinny from the nine dude. Oh yeah, I was like damn, that is like the same format <laughs> yeah. of a name. And there's also this uh, dude, uh, Mark Sofly from the KY. Shout out him. He's from Louisville, but he's like from the KY. Mark Sofly so. from, from the, the KY. KY. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> like his brand's like so fly. Maybe he's just Mark from the KY. Okay, but I was just that's I a that's a lot of syllables. Shout out to Mark. But that's a lot well, of syllables though. I've, been, I've thought honestly, I thought Ski Master Slump God was long. That's that, a lot yeah, of syllables yeah. too, bro. I thought about dropping it down to just like Taylor Hayes, which is my first middle name. Yeah, um, but it's too late now. I think so. Nah, I like Hayes from the KY. I like Hayes yeah. from the KY. It, it 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 does have like a nice ring, a nice flow to it. So yeah, it does. Um, it looks cool on Spotify too, just like yeah, a long, true. A long ass name. True. I don't know. At Word? least maybe that's just me. Yeah, There's, I mean, also like Rio, the young OG from from. I think it just kind of stands like, out, just like reading it, like yeah, Hayes yeah. from the KY. Like it's a, a little bit longer. It's a mouthful, but like as long as it's not an eyesore. No, it's it's so. cool. Like no, if no. you see, like just seen it, I just I just remember seeing it featured on like Pango's song, hey, featuring Hayes from the KY, yeah. and then Drowsy three three three. Like I don't know, yeah. it just looked cool Word. to me. Yeah. With all of that being said, <laughs> follow Hayes from the KY on everything. Stream Kentucky Fried wherever you can yep. get music. Comment below what your favorite song from Kentucky Fried. Yeah, is. for real, yes. I would like to hear everybody's answers. Um, and I think that's everything that we got. I, as always, am your host, Clay Bonin. Co-host, Tanner Mavis. Ace from the KY. You dig? Yes, and we'll see everybody next week. Deuces, y'all. See you at the CBA. <laughs> <laughs>